Hi everyone, this is Vega Andrea, and you are listening to the Encouragers podcast. We're back for another show. We'd like to welcome everyone back. My name is Notice. I'm here in Reno, Nevada. We got Jake. Well, Jake, where you at? I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina, right on the uh, on the ocean over here. Not quite as beautiful as what you have over there in Tonga, but uh, we'll take uh, I'll take it. <laughs> and we have Tonga in where you at, Tonga? I am in Arlington, the beautiful island of Texas. Nice. And we have a special guest with us here today. We are lucky and blessed to have with us Andreas Zuna from Sweden, <laughs> a Swedish chef currently residing in Tonga, in Tonga, though how we say it. And welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you. <laughs> Happy to be here. What time is it in Tonga right now? What time is it? It's a little bit after two. Um, the day, I'm, I'm guessing I'm a day before so it's tuesday oh wait, sorry it's monday here oh so it's monday mm-hmm. okay yeah it's mm-hmm. it's uh sunday evening over here six seventeen here in reno local time we got a couple we got what central coast here from donga you're in the central coast and then yep 15 after eight here and jake you're all the way on the east side <laughs> yep east coast right on right on well thank you again for uh coming on the show and um, there is so much to talk about um, including your unique uh, situation that you have your professional chef currently living in Tonga correct yes I've um, <laughs> I've, I've stayed here for what five years now um, came here in 2016 and um, been working as a chef at different resorts and restaurants. I'm currently working at Waterfront down in Tomatapu. So I moved down from, I've stayed in Vava'u most of my time there or here, um, four and a half years in Vava'u. And then I moved down earlier this year to work in Tomatapu. Wow, that's amazing. We all, everyone here in our podcast, we all look forward to the time that we can actually go back to the motherland and visit, mm. visit yes. our families. Difficult now, difficult times. It really is. I know. It's a whole different landscape right now. How has it been so far for you guys out there? How has it been for you personally living on the island? Well, so lockdown started um, in March last year, right? And I actually, I was out traveling because I, I've been coming and going to Tonga during these five years. So I've I was working in a bit in Fiji and then I went to the States and I was traveling there. And then I just got back like three days before lockdown. And I was so lucky I got back um, because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to, to get back to all my animals. And um, so that's been more what, a year and a half almost. And in the beginning, it was fine because there was still some, you know, there was still some people that were stuck here there was still some tours and there's still you know a little bit of work to do and then slowly living up in Mava'u which is the tourism hub you know that that's what it's all about everyone works in tourism and and um it was really quiet living there the, 
and uh, I didn't really have a um, proper job. So I actually went Toa. So I went serving kava a um, <laughs> couple of days a week to, to get in money to pay my rent. And then earlier this year, I got this opportunity to move down to Tangatapu and I start working here at Waterfront. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a big move. I, I, you know, I have pigs and a goat and dog and cats. So, wow. you know, get everyone on the ferry down here. That was like a, a big move, but yeah, it was, it was good. It was definitely necessary um, for me to survive. So Otherwise, thing, would have to... Yeah, for sure. For sure. As I said, since since lockdown, there hasn't been a lot of work up, especially up in Vavau. I feel like down here in Tongatapu, it's it's different. Like there's there's a lot of people eat out. Like they go to the restaurants, and um, there's more life here yeah. than up what what it's been up in Vavau during the past year. So still miss Vavau though. It's such a nice place. I don't know if you've ever been, but beautiful islands it will always be and feel like home to me so nice so man so i ain't gonna lie we discovered you through tiktok we've seen a couple tiktoks that went viral for you Um, tiktok famous tiktok famous (laughs) and um i mean that's how uh who was it my cousin sent me um one of a video that he's he saw that you had made and he's and it showed that you were you were cooking and you lived in in Tonga, so I was like, "Well, mm. this is interesting. This is the, you know, I I thought Tonga was uh, on lockdown or whatever, you know." So I clicked on and seen all your videos. Then we started talking amongst our podcast groups. Like, wow, this is very interesting, very unique. So we thought about you know contacting you and reaching out just to just to hear your story and just to get to get to hear where you're coming from, how how it is being a chef. First of all, you're a vegan chef, right? You're a vegan, or you don't eat. You haven't yeah. eaten meat for. A couple of years now, or several years maybe. Um, the last time, well, I so when I was, let's see, when I was fourteen, I started a sports school. So we did a lot of exercise in school, and we talked a lot about nutrition and things like that. And so when I was fifteen, I decided I'm gonna try a week and stop eating meat and see how that goes. With you know, because we were exercising a lot, and honestly, I felt a lot more energized during that week. So I was like. Oh, I can go a little bit longer and yeah so I haven't eaten meat since I was 15 and when I was 20 wow. I stopped eating all animal products so I don't eat honey milk or you know dairy products or egg or anything that you know is animal derived or whatever the word is <laughs> so yeah right on time. there are certainly definitely health benefits to that um, I know my mom, she's a pescatarian. She only eats seafood, nothing else, seafood and, you know, your ufis, talo and all that stuff. Um, but she's straight pescatarian. And I remember when she was going, my, my mother, she had gotten, uh, she went through thyroid cancer. And so one of the things that the doctors recommend is for her to change her diet. And so mm-hmm. she changed it to a vegan diet. It was recommended to change it to a vegan diet. Wow. So we all, yeah, so the whole family, this is what, when I was in high school, maybe coming up my senior year we all changed our diet to vegan. So, and I remember I was, I was wrestling at the time in high school. It was the best shape I was ever in. (laughs) 
when we when we all <laughs> when the whole family changed the diet it was a lot easier and my mom till this day she's still a pescatarian she still only eats fish and vegetables and stuff like this but definitely some health benefits to that um there is uh, something unique though you just recently competed in the america or donga's best chef correct is that Yes. Uh, the, for the Ministry of Tourism, Ooh. was it? Yes. Yeah, so the Ministry of Tourism had this agricultural, or not agriculture, this, um, what do you say, cultural week. So they had a whole week where they had events where they did like cultural shows and um, had a chef's competition. So there was 10 contestants um, and I was the only Palangi in the competition. So there was 10 contestants and we all had um, 45 minutes to make up a seafood dish. And yeah, I'm, as I said, I haven't eaten fish or seafood in, what is it, 13 years now? Um, and over, yeah, like, yeah, I think 13. And um, I still won the competition, which was really fun. Wow. Yeah. So did a skill. Um, did a... Um, try to focus on the local ingredients like there were some people that were using like salmon and you know they use potatoes and things that were grown overseas and imported and I thought no I just want to do something with you know limu and like fresh tuna and like uh, local prawns and kumala and um, mm. use like coconut milk in the dish and my and, mouth's watering yeah <laughs> so someone need to make a really right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no it was it was a lot of fun um bit bits you know stressful i, I kind of don't like the time pressure like but 45 minutes doesn't seem very long to we, we had all this we had time to prep before so we got to bring our mise en place so like all the we got to bring everything you know already uh, cut up or um, but we didn't get to bring parts, you know, fully cooked parts of dishes. We had to cook it on spot, mm. but we could bring everything like chopped up and uh, pre-cooked if it's like potatoes or kumala or whatever. But then, you know, we had to put it together during those um, 45 minutes. And I was, honestly, I underestimated the time or whatever, like, when it was five minutes left, I still hadn't plated up my dish and I was so stressed. <laughs> I had to cut up the tuna and then, you know, um, just slabbed everything on the plate. You know, I'd already had a idea of how I was going to plate it. So it was easily plating it, but usually I would take more time plating it. And I even missed out a couple of bits of my, my dish, but it actually turned out really nice. And um, the week or two weeks after that, we had a degustation like Oprah night here at waterfront where we had um the princess Filolevo. she was there and a bunch of like the ambassadors and um people around here so it was a five course dinner with a live opera singer um wow. and uh you know very very nice like degustation and my dish was actually in there we did that the same dish as i did on the chef's competition the winning chef oh, the winning dish wow. yeah the winning dish was one of the <clears throat> the dishes we made so it was a when lot you refer to um to waterfront is it like a resort or just a big rest big big name restaurant in tonga in tonga top oh so it's a restaurant um okay. and 
lodge or whatever you want to say. I'm actually sitting in one of the rooms right now because oh, nice. I couldn't I couldn't do the interview at home. It's too the connection is too bad. So I was like taking my bike biking through town to get here and I thought I'll just sit here. It's a little bit more quiet and it's actually good connection. So I was just gonna say so, yeah. that the, your connection just seems flawless. Like I don't know where you are, but it's the right Wi-Fi in Tonga is great, everybody. At waterfront <laughs> waterfront yeah. hotels waterfront hotel and you know what what i noticed is the man just from seeing on social all over social media man there's a lot of tongues that be going live like they be going live and their connections are immaculate like there's no <laughs> no break or whatever so they must have good either good wi-fi service or uh cell phone service or whatever that is out there because man hardly any breaks in any of their lives when i see them on facebook <laughs> Digicel is making tons of money over there, I believe, one hundred percent. Oh, is it Digicel? Is that the company? I'm. There's two. There's two. There's TCC um, and Digicel. I'm with Digicel just because that's what I started with, and I I would feel like cheating if I go to TCC. But they're both <laughs> they're both good in 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 their ways, I guess. Um, Digicel, if you're listening. People- Oh, my bad. My bad. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say this, that's a perfect opportunity for a sponsor. <laughs> sponsor spot. Did you sell? Yeah, you should, if you're you listening, Absolutely. Donga's Best Chef 2021 is endorsing your company. So Digital, come on now. <laughs> but you have to get better connection over in, in where I stay. That's that's the only thing. So I can do interviews from there. But here in town, it's really, really good. So. Mm. Um, but honestly, like I feel like most people down here in Tangatapu, they use they use TCC, and after Mavau, it's more like Digisa. I, I don't know. It's I think it's depending on the islands because just some islands don't have connection with some of the telecom company, and then they have to do the other one. So, but yeah, they they um, the internet from moving here. So when I moved here five years ago, I would say the internet was not this good. <laughs> they've definitely during this five years it's been improving and especially like with the prices and stuff it used to be very expensive and now it's not too bad like having nice monthly data so um so what city do you stay out i'm sorry what what city do you yeah what city or town or village that you stay in right now where where you where you locally at so right well the restaurant is in maufanga so that's where i am but i I live in kolomotua so no way Yes, K-Town. K-Town. That's, <laughs> my grandparents used to uh, have some apartments in um, Umusi, Maofanga. So oh. I was there like every other year because we would uh, go paint and just redecorate and stuff. But yeah. Yeah. That's no, small Maofanga world. It's crazy. Nice. So the restaurant is right in, it's in Maofanga. That's where I am right now. I guess where I spend most of my time as well because I work a lot. But yeah. Um, yeah. Damn, this is just blowing my mind. I don't give Tonga enough credit. Like, I'm, here I am thinking, like, we're about to go Zoom, and it's probably going to be super choppy. I mean, no offense against, you know, Tonga and the islands and whatnot, but, man, this is, like, leaps and bounds, like, 100%. I'm proud of my country, man. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, but we had yesterday, I don't know if you if you heard or read about it, but we had a um, mm-hmm. big uh, blackout yesterday. Oh dang! And um, that well, it was planned. So they um, they cut the power between. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be between one and nine, so eight hours, no power in the whole island. 
Um, but the power actually got back before that, I think, right before, um, like when when the sun was going down, it came back. But yeah, they were doing, um, I don't know if it's right, but they were doing the big, the installation of the biggest power battery or like something like that in the whole Southern hemisphere. So it was like this big thing they were doing. Wow. Um, yeah. So you guys were expecting, did they give you everybody a heads up that there was going to be a blackout for X amount of time? Yeah, they gave, they sent out messages like uh, maybe a week before, I think. Hmm. So yeah, went to the beach because <laughs> you don't need the power there anyway. And it was a good day. So, but um, nice. Yeah. What happened? Notice you okay? Webcam? <laughs> Did we lose him? Yeah, I don't think I, I, I just texted him. Um, Andre, I, I do have a, I have a question for you. So just me being Balangi, I don't know if you listen to any of our, our episodes, but just to kind of catch you up real quick, I, I met uh, some of the boys going to going to college and then, you know, that started like a 20 year friendship and branched out all over the place because they're all very, very tight knit. Right. So I kind of fell in love with the culture. So I was just curious, you know, why did you fall in love with the culture as well? And is that why you're still out there on the islands living? And um, so what's your perspective being, you know, of course, Swedish and Swedish heritage, you have that, but, but um, going to the island and experiencing a new culture, just talk a little bit about how, you know, how you, uh, how you view that and how it's impacted you. Well, when I, when I first got here, um, I said in 2016, I was just I was just supposed to be here for you know a few months working and then continue traveling and I don't know there's something about this place like it's the the calmness and like the you know the pace and the peace and you know people are always doesn't matter what happened people are always laughing and you know making jokes it's it's very um How do I say it? it's very different from from in Sweden? It's like the complete opposite. Sweden is very strict and it's you know it's pretty gray. It's a great country. Like I love Sweden and and uh, but there's I think I just fell in love with that life could be so different. Like from what I grew up with, that time doesn't really matter that much. And mm. um, what matters is that you're happy and you're you know you're with friends or family and then um you know because that's what what you know people are joking around something serious might happen people are just you know joking about it and not taking you know not getting what do you say like um, we, we it's have not a saving so serious right I right guess. we have a saying uh that we kind of got around the mix with you get over yourself you know so it's kind of don't take it so serious mm. you know don't be so serious in your own feelings all the time learn to take a joke mm. you know those were some things that were just me because you know a little of my background I'm just mixed culture my ancestors came to the United States in the 1600s so they've been in a long time so I've lost a lot of my culture right so when I found the boys and I found that kind of culture thing um, I have prior just got back from living in Spain for two years mm and kind of fell in love with the Spanish culture, right? And then it came over here and then met some met, met some of the boys and got introduced to that side of the culture. 
and again I kind of fell in with that as well but just those different you can learn you know that that example right there where learn to laugh um I wish that like when you said you know not to have to live by the clock you know that's um when we found you on TikTok um, and we kind of sh started sharing uh, some of the stories that you share, um, I legit had like a heart to heart with myself and went over my finances and was like tabulating if I could sell everything and go live in Tonga, <laughs> <laughs> just so you know. So you're inspiring <laughs> us like across the seas. You know, I, I legit want to, you know, th that would be awesome to be able to do that because my life here is the opposite of what you just described, where I live on a calendar and I have, I work for a telecommunications company, like a cell phone company over here. And much of my day is pre-planned, much of my week, much of my month is pre-planned. So mm. I, I definitely see the, 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 uh, the not having a clock, not having to follow a calendar per se would be uh, sort of ideal uh, for me, almost like a fairy tale. But, <laughs> um, but just know that you're inspiring us with your stories and, and um, the things that you have over there, of course. Um, I see we got you back. Notice. Yeah, yeah. My bad, guys. I had to go. I go blow my nose real quick. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just keep it real here, man. It's real life. That we ain't, you know, trying to hide anything. But yep. But yeah, that's a that's a great. Um, thank you for sharing that with us, Andrea and and Jake. Jeez. Um, it, it is amazing that you are living out there, and you know about the competition. I like. You've been vegan for so long. How were you able to cook your dishes without? Were you able to taste your dishes? Like, like how did you manage that? That seems so bizarre to me to win a competition, to have food that's not typically on your you know, on your radar. You don't consume, and then be able to win the. That's amazing. That's a that shows a one to me a feat of your ex your expertise in your in your craft and your field. And also just, uh, you know, perseverance. Can you talk a little bit about that a little bit? I was just curious. So even though I've, I haven't eaten meat, I, I don't taste it either. Like I don't taste oh. the food that I, I make. But mm -hmm. it's all about, you know, when it comes to cooking, it's all about feeling, I would say. Like you can feel what is right, what is the right amount of things. The, Usually the only things I would struggle with is maybe salt and acidity because obviously that's a little bit tricky. And then I always have someone taste it for me if I'm unsure. But I would say most of the time, if, if since you're, since I'm cooking every day, most of the time I'm pretty much on point with, with those sort of things. And then it's easy because the things that I usually use, I don't use a lot of animal products with the rest. You know, when it comes to the meat, the meat is easy because the flavor doesn't really you know come too much from the meat it's what you put in with it or what you do with it like what kind of rub you use or what kind of you know what kind of sauces what kind of condiments you use to you know enhance the the meat uh or the seafood so it's it's not too tricky and, and as i said i've been working what five years as a chef now so I, the first time i I'm not a trained chef. I just want to say that wow. I actually studied um, media production and adventure tourism <laughs> in oh, wow. school. So um, I, when I stopped eating meat, I started food blogging and my food blog got really popular back in Sweden. Um, it was one of the, the top blogs, like vegetarian top blogs. And when I decided I wanted to go travel and work, I was like, I want to focus more on the food part. 
and I found this job here as a chef in 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 Bavao and I thought that sounds cool I'll go and do that for a couple of months and you know I kind of work more with food and uh from that it's been it's gone really really quick like if I'm this I'm a very stubborn person if I want to do something I will I will go heads in and do it uh so when it came to the cooking it was like I worked at this resort for two years and then after that I met so many people like um I've been working at a five-star resort in Fiji I've been cooking for your ex-vice president um Al Gore because he's uh he's um vegetarian where he's actually vegan um and um been going and working like New Zealand for a company that have 17 restaurants there and so it's been it's been going really really quick and like um even though I don't taste the meat it's I think it's actually not something that hinders me it it just uh enables me to be more creative with the food I would say um that I can't taste it and then I don't that I don't you know that's some straight skills, man. That's for real. Skills. That's what I was going to say. Straight skill. That's awesome. Oh. What part of Sweden did you, uh, are you from? Is your family from? What, what part of Sweden? You guys come from? So I'm from up north in Sweden. I'm from a place called Arvidsjaur. Um, It's like really far up. So it's close to the polar circle. And I um, actually, so there's, you know, people are always like, oh, Sweden, Vikings and whatnot, but I'm actually Sami Swedish, some indigenous Swedish. The Vikings aren't really considered, um, you know, indigenous or whatever, but, you know, the same way as in, for example, New Zealand, they have the Maori, um, the Maoris are indigenous to New Zealand, right? Mm -hmm. And it's the same in Sweden. So we have Sami, the Sami people, um, and they, well, so my people are the indigenous people of of like Scandinavia or like the north of Norway, Sweden, Finland, and Russia. And um, with like the culture is more than 6,000 years old. And um, so that's what my, you know, my ethnicity is. And then I grew up in Arvidsjö up in Sweden until I was uh, 11 and then my whole entire family we moved to Spain um, when I was 11 to 14 so we lived there for three years Mm. and then after that we moved back to Stockholm to the capital which is like in the south uh, mid-south of Sweden and I lived there did a lot of traveling before I then decided to go on a long trip which just ended up in me moving to Tonga. <laughs> That's where awesome. in Spain. Was it? Where where in Spain did you live? Torvieja, Comunidad Valenciana. Uh, where did sur. you stay? I said in the south. Yeah. So I yeah that's what I was asking. So I lived in six different cities along the northern coast. So mostly um, Pais Vasco, so the Basque Country area, mm. but um, San Sebastián, um, mm. Bilbao, Las Arenas, que queda al lado, right next door to them. Um, mm. And then El Ferrol, which is like all the way the left corner above Portugal of Spain. 
and mm. then um, Logroño, which is like the wine country, it kind of in the center of uh, from the west coast to San Sebastian. It's kind of in the center, maybe closer to to Vitoria. Um, and I lived there for about six months before I ended up coming back. But yeah, all along the essentially the northern coast. Um, I was in Madrid briefly as well, but uh, mm. yeah, so beautiful. So not, not as really not as not as nice weather as you had though. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's I I loved living in Spain. It was really it was a good um, good experience, and it's good to be like you know when you're so young as well to be around different languages as well, and it enables you to have it easier. I would say for the in the future to learn more about different cultures and languages as well. Are you still fluent in Spanish? And and how many languages do you speak now? Um. I'm not fluent in Spanish, but puedo hablar <laughs> más o menos. Oui, 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 oui. I mean, so I, that's I, French. My bad. So, <laughs> oh, you know what is I my first language. Yeah, oui, oui. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just... That's what you did earlier, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, so... Swedish is my my mother tongue. So, uh, Swedish is my first language, and then English is my second. Spanish is my third, and I, um, well, I speak Tongan, but like it's <laughs> it's not the best. I mean, I do I understand it pretty much fluently. You know, when people when I'm working in the kitchen, I work almost. I've always worked with just like Tongan people, so. They speak Tongan and I understand it and I will, you know, reply back with the bad Tongan that I know. And then um, <laughs> I just studied as well Sami language, which is my, you know, native language. I never got to um, learn that as a kid. So I, I was doing some university studies last year trying to learn some of it as well, because I think language is one of the most important keys to a culture so definitely i agree 100 percent. and you know when you're traveling different places do you get a sense of like people are just the same all over the world or they, they, they like you have these you share these same i mean even like um i lived with an italian couple right in puerto rico i lived i stayed with the straight from italy and um i, I saw some of their tendencies and stuff were, were kind of similar to how us Tongans, how we act and how we, you know, go about work and stuff. There's like little similarities that they had. Do you find that from all your travels? Do you see a little bit of that? I mean, yeah, of, of course. Like I, I do see that there's a lot of similarities, but there's also these differences that, you know, um, for me, for example, that is, I've lived it for five years. There's still things in the culture that is like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> I I have to kind of well, for example, there's the um, you know, faka apa apa like the mm -hmm. respect thing, and you know, depending on who you're around, how what you can say and what what you cannot say, you know, I have I'm working with a lady in the kitchen, and her family member works in the front, who's a male, right? He's a he's a guy and she's a girl, you know, and when he walks into the kitchen, for example, we have to be careful what we're saying, you know, because, mm -hmm. you know, we can't be saying any swear words and things like that. And that's, that's something, well, not that we swear about, but you know, you have right, to be right. careful with what you're saying, because mm. 
there's certain things that you're not really allowed to say around if there's someone you know that are related to each other um and you know that is something that's still kind of you know I, it's difficult to wrap your head around when you haven't really grown up in the culture i'm trying my best to you know continuously think about these sort of things um but uh as i said it's, it's very different it's very different from you know how i grew up and at the same time there's a lot of similarities as well but yeah um nice how often um how often do you see i mean i've seen uh your your one tiktok your uh explain about the language that 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 took off um that's being shared all over <laughs> all yeah. over social media we've all seen that one too yeah the the tongan <laughs> one the teaching tongan that was hilarious the the for people who don't uh, yeah no for people wait, who haven't seen it yet it's, um the when i'm pretending to be a teacher yeah that we're teaching tongan or how do you know tongan? like a swimming pool no <laughs> that's not the one uh, i think maybe it's another one yeah it's another one i think it's another one but yeah you have some great tiktok videos i mean uh i think they do a great job i think you've done a great job of just like exposing not exposing but just uh having people discover our 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 homeland discover Tonga when we have the Olympics going right now and and beat the, the Tongan flag bearer he's doing you know remarkable leaps and bounds I mean we talked about this last uh, uh last podcast a little bit but um what's it like I mean what's it like uh just experiencing the island life I mean did you ever get claustrophobic at all sometimes or I I no, honestly, I don't. I mean, there's times where I feel like, oh, it would be, you know, s since I got here, you know, I've stayed for maybe six months or seven months, and then I've gone away for four months working somewhere else. You know, it's nice to have that sort of balance. But now I've been, you know, since lockdown, I've been here the whole time. And honestly, I don't, I feel like there's no, there's no better place that could have been uh, than here. You know, we don't have the coronavirus, like we don't have COVID-19 in Tonga yet and um you know it's very free you know it's nice and warm I can go to the beach if I want to you know I, um I don't know <laughs> I have to think I don't even remember what the what the question was I just continued talking um what was it <laughs> oh no you're fine it's just um I one time I went to Hawaii, right? Hawaii is, a, you know, have you been to Hawaii at all by chance? Have you been up there? Yeah, I was there. I was there last year, um, right oh, before lockdown. Right before lockdown. I was there for maybe what, two? Oh, you stayed for a month up there. I was up yeah, there for like, I was up there for like two weeks. And man, I was like, I felt claustrophobic. <laughs> I felt like I needed to get on the highway and drive to the next next town over, next state over. Cause I, I live, yeah. I live in Nevada and we're two bordering states are california and utah so i have that option just going different you know change the scenery up man when i was in hawaii i mean i love hawaii i love the islands man i love that my goal is to get back to the island someday which is why i have this background the island background but <laughs> but man I, man for some reason i felt like 
I felt stuck claustrophobic for some reason, but maybe, maybe it was me just trying to get home to, to go back to work, but I don't know. I, I, I can't wait to, I mean, I was born in Tonga. I was born out there in Tonga, but I, and I hope to someday get back out there and, and, you know, make a life out there, but man, just remember living in Hawaii for those two weeks. I felt a little bit claustrophobic. That's that's the reason why I asked. I was just wondering. <laughs> no, I think it's just, you know, when I first got here, it would be a little bit like that. Um, but I think when you get back into the pace, like when you get into the pace, you'll be like, you'll feel that you'll feel the opposite. Like every time I go travel, as I said, I was in um, I was in Hawaii for like a month last year and then I went to Los Angeles and Las Vegas which was great good party I don't drink though like but you know I enjoy going out anyways and um, when I was there I was like man I just miss being on the island like I just miss being with my animals no stress just waking up and you have you know this all this greenery around you and you could just go out to the garden or go to your neighbors and you have like you know, fruits and, and uh, may and stuff just growing in the trees and, you know, just walking barefoot and, um, <coughs> excuse know, me, I, I don't, I don't, if I ever feel like, oh, I don't ever feel claustrophobic. I feel very much at home here. I would say this, it feels like a safe space for me, a safe place. So I don't ever really feel claustrophobic but then obviously you the same way as you would feel somewhere else you feel like you want to travel for a little bit or go somewhere else for a little bit you know I obviously I still have you know still have that but you know I'm very happy and content um here nice. so very nice talk about good to hear yeah you mentioned your animals how many animals do you have I've seen your latest TikTok there was a, a sea of cats on your bed <laughs> Oh, that was on Instagram this morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Instagram, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so I currently have five cats because one of my cats got two babies, but I have oh. three. So, um, and they're all, all of my animals, they have this little theme. So they all have Tongan names. So it's Molly, Noni, and Tava. So Molly is orange or like Clementine. And um, Noni is the, well, that's, the noni nonu in Tongan noni the um, a tree like the health the thing you ferment and you drink the noni yeah. juice it's like yeah. a health mm. and then tava is a it's almost like a lychee that grows here it has this green outside and then white inside you know like the lychee fruit yeah with a big stone in the middle mm-hmm. and then Elephant. I have a dog I have a dog his name is Kola which is the lemon the local lemon and then i have a goat <laughs> her <laughs> name is may and may is the breadfruit in poland and um she just she thinks she's a dog she's hilarious you'll see her she actually runs around and beats up all the dogs in the neighborhood like it's just <laughs> so funny to watch it um so you know i have this there's two other dogs living where I stay and sometimes there comes these other dogs and they start a little fight and you would think a goat you know a female goat she you know she would see a fight with dogs she'd run away no she runs straight into the fight and all the dogs get so scared of her they just scatter like she, it's so <laughs> crazy. and um then I have pigs and some chickens so I have 
were I have five chickens, but they run around free. I only name one, which is a vine passion fruit. And then I have five, six, seven. I have seven pigs. And the mom mm. is Faina. Faina is <laughs> uh, pineapple. So, yeah, there's a lot of animals. Nice. Okay. So are they, are they domestic animals or is some, in some point in time you might have to use them for the village <laughs> no they're domestic like they're my pets so nice. i've had fina my my pig and she just had babies she had five babies and then oh. i got my boss put another pig in my pig pen so i have seven currently but um i've had her for three years and she's like a dog she's the sweetest wow. she'll you know, they'll all come running up to me and they'll scream for food and I'll rub them on their bellies. They'll flop over and they just, you know, they're, things are really, really nice animals. They, they just need a lot of space and they're very demanding, but yeah, just like big dogs, I would say. Uh, and I hear p pigs are pretty smart animals too. They're pretty intelligent little animals. So that should be, that must be fun having find on the little babies now. Mm -hmm. there's a lot of work <laughs> feed them every morning and every night keep them happy there i was talking to my cousin and you know uh he's from Tonga. like he grew up and came over here and he was telling me man the pigs the pigs there in Tonga are a lot more healthier than the ones out here because they feed them like coconuts uh they, they feed them all good ingredients out in the islands that's what he was telling me and so when you go to roast them, you don't see like the blood dripping down out here, like the way they roast them. It's a lot cleaner and a lot more healthier than, than the pigs out here that we roast and, and consume. Would you say that is true? You've seen that? Have you seen that? I'm not a fan of pig roasting, obviously, <laughs> but um, obviously, yeah, I don't know. Like you'll see pigs that are really, really skinny. You'll see pigs that are extremely skinny and you can tell that they are very like inbred, but you'll also see, you know, the good part is like the pigs are running around freely like there's you know there's not a lot of people i have a pig pen because i'm worried about my pigs obviously i take good care of them and i don't want anyone to take them so i have to have them in a pig pen but when i was up in Vavau, my pigs were running around free like they were just you know going wherever they wanted to go and then you know they would obviously always they would prefer to stay at home um because pigs are like that but um yeah, you'll see you'll see pigs running around here, you know, and they they look healthy, but there's also the ones that don't look very healthy mm. as well. So it's just a matter of you know who's taking care of it and what they're doing with it. But there's a lot of coconuts around, and you know the pigs eat a lot of coconut, and um, I feed mine with you know pig food, and I work in a restaurant, so there's a lot of food scraps. So I'll give that mm. to them as well, so they get a, a nice blend. Nice. What books are you reading right now for, for, you know, you talked a little bit about uh, learning the language out there. What books, what Tongan books have you used or, or are you using to learn the language? I honestly, uh, I have not read any books. I mean, there's dictionaries, I don't think, but I don't, I think the best way to learn the language is just to be it be in it all the time and ask questions so like when people are talking in the kitchen they will be like if there's something in my head like oh how do you say this they'll be you know how do you say this in Tongan and they will reply back to me 
and say this is the way and then I'll start using that word as well so like mm. I I'll use the words that I know when I speak in tongue and then I ask whenever I have something on my mind or I hear a word and I'm like oh what does that mean you know um so I think you know that's the best I would obviously know even more if I actually sat down and read like the grammar like how what do you say get the uh, get the grammatics and stuff in right but as I said I know it almost fluently like when people are talking I would know what they're talking about and just from being around it all the time I would say nice but yeah and then I follow a lot you know on social media as well like I follow I a lot of like Tongan pages and um you know tiktokers and um on instagram and you know i follow because you have, have to follow all the you know for the news the you know ministry of tourism and you know what do you say tonga power and all these sort of things and they always write everything in tongan and then they write it in english mm. so it's a very good way as well to learn i would say because you will see it how it's written in in tongan and you, then you have the english translation to it as well so that's also good. It's a good pro tip right there. Mm. I got to check that out. But um, I'd say that's the best. But you guys, you know, you speak Tongan as well? or? Yeah, yeah, we all we yeah. all speak Tongan. Grew up. It, yeah, yep, yep. I only know the words from like the fight office circle. So that's what yeah. ones we can't repeat all the time, you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know those as well. <laughs> From being at Toa, definitely. Yeah. Surprisingly enough, like our whole podcast group, like there's seven of us, right? There's seven, to, uh, three other, or four other guys, or what is it? Mm. Coach, was it Joe, Tech, and Paul? Yeah, four other guys. And we all basically, during college, our college years, we all met around the Kava Circle. We had, you know, get around and that's basically how we met and we've had that friendship since college and now we're all grown-ups now all moved on different careers and we're still we're still friends after what 20 years yeah and living in different places yeah, yeah. So. but we all have that connection is through the cava circle cava bowl so that's mm. so anyone knocking cava please don't knock the cava <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised Jake isn't drinking right yeah, now. The bowl there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that I, what I you ran usually out, do during the podcast. I ran out. Of, I ran out of time. I was going to be mixing while we did this, but I figured I'd wait till after. <laughs> yeah, man. Right. Yeah, we all, man. We can't wait. Like just looking at your your social media alone, just on TikTok alone, it's just I hella want to go back to Donga right now. So. <laughs> so bad man like i can't wait one of my goals is to buy a yacht right you know how they have this tourism out there for whales yeah well watching i want to buy a yacht have people come on my yacht take them out there have them feed them you know get a good meal and then take them out to go watch the whales and swim with the whales mm -hmm. that's just that's the that's the that's the game plan at least Those i think yachts. after you know when the borders open up again i definitely think that that's you know there's some they have a bit of restrictions on like how many licenses they can give as well to not like stress mm. the whales. But um, mm. there's that. a lot of companies that have had to, because of COVID, they had to close down or like 
like, um, you know, they've left. Um, so there's opportunities when the borders open up again, for sure, there's opportunities to, to start something. I would say that's the dream, the, the best dream. time to do it as well. Yeah. So you got to be on it so that no one else is doing it, you know. Um, but as soon as borders open up, only us four know, only us four know. So, yeah, and I think you know, you start seeing your TikTok in the whales. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this is a really good time as well for, like, you know, I what you guys are saying, like, when I'm posting videos, I try to you know, capture the everyday life and like things that I go through, and and um, I get a lot of, of people that accommodate us. Saying, oh, I miss the homeland so much. I can't wait for the borders to open up. And, you know, so I think when the borders open up, there will be a lot of people coming through and, you know, a lot more tourists as well. Because you were talking about with the Olympics as well, you know, putting Tonga on the map. Mm. I honestly didn't know this place existed before I got here. You know, I've heard about Fiji, wow. I've heard about Samoa, but mm. I was so lucky to stumble upon the, the job offer here and ended up here and I've never felt so much at home before I would say like this this place really has it's a really special place even though you know people they talk about Fiji and Fiji is beautiful like I worked in Fiji I love Fiji but Tonga is something different I would say it's mm -hmm. I don't know it's hard to hard to say what it's what's the magic is but you gotta be here too I don't know yeah. To understand. Shoot, I bet, man. That's awesome. Thanks. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> so there will be an encouragers uh, whale watching boat. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the, the name of the yacht, dude. Again. The encouragers. Yes. The encouragers. You need a chef. You need a chef. You know, you know who to talk to. <laughs> hey, I told I told the guys, dude. If she comes on the show and we get to build a great relationship with her, man, we're gonna go straight to her restaurant and we're gonna we're gonna grub like the heck, man. <laughs> the, okay, yeah, did you sell sticker on the back of the bumper of the boat? <laughs> Heck yeah, man. You Lord have to send us. You gotta yeah. send us to the did you sell? You have oh, to. Oh, we will. Did you sell offices? <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna make him. a TikTok and we just gotta tag them all. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And just to Not go him. with the uh, what you were saying earlier about people reaching out, what was the what was some of the types of feedback that you would get from your videos? Because that's how I came across. I didn't know that you were a chef. It was just your. I can't remember what videos to be. It was that one video where you're like they played that serious music in the back and somebody was talking about dating a Tongan girl. If you only spoke Tongan or something, then you started saying stuff back in Tongan. What was the, what was the feedback that you got from uh, Polynesians, from Tongans when they saw that video? That's the first video I ever seen. Oh, the, the one who said, who told you that Palangan girls want to beat your asses. <laughs> yeah. Is that the one? Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Oh, and yeah. Yes. Um, no, but that's what I love about the, you know, the, the Polynesian, like, culture and community. It's like, people are just having fun, right? Like, it's just, there's not a lot of seriousness as it is, like, in Sweden, it will be, you'll always have to think about what you're constantly, what, you, what you're saying and things like this. Like, I feel like Tongans are just, like, they just find everything, you know, everything is just... I don't know. Hilarious. It's it's not so serious. Like you can joke about anything, you know. Yeah. 
and um i've i've gotten so much nice messages and feedback and support and stuff from uh, the pacifica community so it's like um obviously there will be stupid comments as well um there will be but not a lot like there's not that much um majority and I don't, good comments though i mean there's very few and then i will reply something back to them you know do a video about those those comments and then more content you know, huh? joke around yeah it's just more content it's just good um but there will there will sometimes be um mean stupid comments but i think no matter what you do that's just yeah. what you're gonna get like yeah. if you put yourself the out there that you just kind of expected right so, yeah it's expected but honestly i haven't gotten that much as i would expect and i think um i think people are in general you know tonga has, has always uh, from you know you hear about as i said samoa and fiji you hear about the other the other islands and and tonga is such a small it's a small place right it doesn't get the credit that it should get and people think about when they think about it they think about you know meth or whatever drugs because that's what they've been exposed to in social media is you know that there's i don't know drugs the, there was that Ice. vice documentary yeah there was a yeah. vice documentary and you know so that's what people are thinking about but it's so much more than that like this place is so much more than that it doesn't get enough credit for it and i think that's something is like in my videos that i'm trying to you know get out there that this place is it's an amazing place like um and it's right next to Fiji who gets like so many millions what is it like or is two two million tourists a year while Tonga doesn't get you know Vavao only get four thousand tourists uh-huh. a year you know and um I don't know in total what Tonga gets but yeah it's huge so it's a huge difference and people don't really see Tonga as a, a destination unless you are you know very adventurous so you have like in your mind you've always dreamed about swimming with whales because obviously this place would come up but for other than that people are like oh they will go to a more accessible place which i guess is like you know fiji so um people that i talk to and people that i meet are in general like i went biking the other day and i stopped outside of one of the bars and some of the the guys that have been in drinking they came out and they were like hey it's you the tiktok girl you put the tongue on the map we love you and i was like oh that's so sweet you know that in that just generally makes me really, really happy that you know people see my content and they get like, um, what do you say tongas are very proud like yeah. proud people right you know so to be able to um amplify that with my platform is just something i enjoy doing you know well we certainly appreciate it because man um it was refreshing very refreshing to see your content and seeing like a different side of you know all that other stuff and thank you for doing that and also man thank you again for coming on the show and and talking with us and just getting thank you thank you 
for yeah. everything. We really appreciate it. I mean, we got our boy Jake over here. He's going to sell his land over here and come move over to <laughs> <laughs> When you do, make sure you you let me know. So I'll show you around. There you Definitely. go. There you go, yeah. Jake. Heck there's, yeah, man. There's a lot, as I said, especially when the borders will open up again, there will be a lot of opportunities for people, you know, people that have dreamt about coming back to their homeland and start a business. Definitely that would be the time because as I said, most of the companies, like the people that have had the companies, they they've left, like they've had to leave because it just hasn't worked out. And then, you know, if their Palangis still go back to um where they, you know, their homeland. Um so Definitely when the borders open up. You got to get on it, guys. Over here. And <laughs> yeah. Take your opportunity. Seriously. See what you're dreaming about. That would be the life. Um, right now, is it, um, how cold is it in Tongo right now? Because it's, uh, your guys' winter down there, right? Yeah, it's winter. It's cold. I'm freezing. My toes are cold. But um, I guess it's maybe just like 25, 20, 25 degrees. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, nighttime it gets it can get cold it can get maybe 18, 18 wow. plus so you know that's cold for being here and especially when you're used to it being so hot all the time mm -hmm. you know I'm in long pants and this is like a you know a knitted shirt a polo shirt and my toes are still freezing so but it's just because I'm so used to it always being very warm like very very hot so I noticed all the tattoos. Did you get any of your tattoos in Tonga or do you have any of the Kupesi designs or anything like that? Um, I, I got the Kupesi from a friend up in Vavau. So that's this arm here. Um, so that one is from Tonga. And then I, the rest of the stuff is from like my other sleeve with all my animals. Is, I made that back in Sweden from a friend of mine. Nice. And um, then I have <clears throat> tattoos from my from my travels. So I have some, you know, from the places I've been to. But um, yeah, I started out. So I just got the the, the whale on my arm here. Um, that was like three That's years dope. ago, maybe. With it has like this little kupesi skirt, and um, that was the first one I got. And I didn't think about doing the rest of the arm. But I've always, since I made this arm, and this is like my jungle sleeve too, because there's like a lot of animals in jungle because I love animals, obviously. And I, you know, for me, you know, back in Sweden, they would call me the, the jungle woman because I just, <laughs> I just love being in nature and, you know, having all this greenery around me. So I thought I'll just get an arm, you know, dedicated to that. And then I thought, I want an ocean arm as well when I got here, when I moved here and I felt, you know, like this is my home. I got the whale and then my friend was like, we should do the rest of the arm as well with the kupesi and kind of, you know, tell your story and put some, you know, more animals in there. So that's how it all came. Nice. <clears throat> but he's, and you really embrace cool... the culture, huh? Yeah. Well, usually, <clears throat> female, usually girls don't really do big tattoos like that i'll you know the which makes it even cooler right? i mean it's just usually just do a f you know small things you know um the little pua or you know but yeah um for me it's as i said when i 
um, you say, for me, it, it, um, since I already had these other tattoos, I, it wasn't like a, um, a big project or anything to do it, but the guy that does the tattoos, like the, my friend that did this tattoo, he's mm -hmm. actually really cool. He's, um, used to play rugby overseas and he lives in this little Tongan Fale and, uh, he's deaf like he he can't hear anything and he can't speak English like he doesn't know English and he, he as I said he's deaf he can't really speak you know so we like he can read lips so if I you know if I say something in Tongan to him like then he'll understand so when we did the arm you know we had to like the the, the it was a, a just like the experience like of not being yeah. able to communicate <clears throat> properly because of it's more organic of it just happened well. yeah yeah it just happened so it was really cool because i told him just you know you have you have free hands you get to do whatever like i have these animals that i want to put in because they symbolize different things for me and then um you have pretty much free hands on the the rest of the the sleeve and so there was three settings i think yeah, nice. pre-sittings and doing it. And yeah. Maybe you can take Jake down there when he gets in so he can get uh get his tattoo going up over there, right, Jake? Just a big old kumete <laughs> on his chest. <laughs> right on his chest, man. <laughs> <laughs> yep, then, that's yeah. exactly that's it exactly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's he's a good tattoo artist. He's the I'd say the most popular here as well. Uh well oh. in Babau. He's the most experienced up in Mavao. Then you have some places down here in Tongatapu. But I feel like most villages have a tattoo artist. A guy, a go-to you know, guy. Always, yeah, there's always a go-to guy in each village. They, you know, Bring him a bottle of Jameson. <laughs> and bottle of Jameson, uh, you're good to go. Shonen Lapisi down the road next to the Mangafa. Shonen Lapisi over there is the best tattoo artist, you know? Yeah. <laughs> On the nose. Hello? Hi. Hi. Yes, I'm doing an interview. They're coming in with some <laughs> coming in with some mattresses oh. into the room. I don't know where anyway. Sorry. That's what's up. The dialect. You got the dialect. You got the. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got the the inflection. The dialect. Man, it sounds really good. Really good. <laughs> Even to get up. Okay. Good. There we go. Sorry oh, about yeah. that. Oh yeah. No worries. No worries at all. That's how our show runs, man. Um. Man, Jake, did you have any um particular thing that you wanted to touch um touch up on? No, no, nothing in in specific. But I would just say, just also, just being a Palangi that fell in love with the culture. You know, I admire everything that you're doing over there. Uh, you know, your ability to like to speak to you know, and then live in the land, and then love with everything that is about that. It's just it's, it's admirable, and you know we we all fell in love with you too, watching this, you know, watching <laughs> the content that you, that you, 
that you spread out there and, you know, your authenticity, which is kind of what drew us to you because not everybody is so authentic, you know, not, a, not everybody can, can speak from their heart. And I think you are able to do those things in a different way than other people. And, you know, there's just something magnetic about you that drew us in. And, you know, we were, we're so glad that you came on with us and, you know, shared, uh, you know, shared your opinions and, and what you think. And uh, yeah, you know, just coming from me specifically, the fact that you speak the language and you understand the culture and, uh, and all those things, you know, it's definitely admirable, but yeah, thank you so much for, for coming on. I don't know if uh, you don't know or notice you got anything else to say, finish this up here. Yeah. Same thing along the lines, like we, as a, as a group appreciate it, keep the content coming. Cause you never know who's watching. Right. So just mm. keep doing you. Um, and those, the videos are hilarious. I don't know TikTok if you're watching this, you know, if if you we need to monetize this ASAP. <laughs> well, appreciate your time. <clears throat> um, I know it's a lot to take out time out of your day to, to be somewhere else uh to hop on with us, but we appreciate it. We really do and keep doing what you're doing. Keep putting Tonga on the map. There you go. <laughs> I appreciate that. And um you know couple last final things here what, what's next for you what do you plan on what's uh, some future goals or what do you have um coming up um coming up well, well we'll keep working you know for what if i'm doing this sort of like fine dining degustation dinners and like putting more like healthy food out there um you know there's dreams and goals and plans that i have personally that i want to do you know but um for now, I'm just very happy being able to every day do what I love doing in a place that I love being in. And, you know, in every morning when I wake up, because I usually do night shifts, so I started to, when I wake up, I just, you know, hear the roosters, I go out, I feed my pigs, and I sit in the back of my house, and I just look at, you know, look at all the animals running around, and just breathing in the fresh air, and like, you know, I just enjoy being there you know I don't know if I have any next moves or next plans but you know keep doing what I'm doing and then we'll see what what happens really as I said I've been going on and off to Fiji so when when and the borders open up in I don't know 2025 or whatever then you know keep keep traveling and working as well but as I said this for the past five years, this has been where I've been coming back to. This has been, you know, my hub. Um, and that's what I want to keep doing as well. You know, maybe in the future, far from now, I don't know, buy some or be able to get some land myself and build something myself and have hear my own little a, house. A restaurant here. in the future here? Uh-oh. I mean, that would... That would be fun. But as I said, what I'm doing now, you know, it's I get a lot of creative freedom and I don't have to deal with all the paperwork. So that's even better. That's yeah, that's even better, you know, than running your own restaurant. But uh, for sure to, you know, when I'm not here in Tonga to be able to um, work for other companies and other people and do like private catering and those other things. So now that the border the, the, now that the borders are closed, there's, is there any time frame? Are you hearing any time frame of when the things might open up out there? Are you 
tourists gone or I mean, how are we doing? I mean, how, how are locals out there able to keep, keep, a, keep a flow? What do you have? What have you been seeing? I mean, down here in Tongatapu, I feel like life is pretty much normal, really. Like up in Valao, you would you could tell that people are struggling, especially the business owners are struggling hard because Valao, as I said, is like the tourism hub. Um, but down here in Tongatapu, there's people are pretty, you know, I, it doesn't really matter what you, you know, what Tonga faces. I feel like they're always just happy and content and doing great. You know, it's just, just this community that take care of each other. So it's no matter what happens, it's, it's, you know, they always have each other's support. And like, if some, if it, someone gets in trouble, you know, with the business or whatever, they always have their family supporting them or like their community or their village supporting them. So it's like, I feel like Tonga has been doing really, really good. Like it's, uh, if you look at the, in general, I don't know about the, you know, the budget and like the money in general for the country, you know, but if you look at the people, the people here are just happy and content, like doesn't really, aren't really so the friendly islands it. stick, it sticks. The friendly island sticks, like it's, it's just, That's I don't feel any about. change in the people. So it's, so, so. you know, they, they managed to, to do it very well. And as I said, they were really quick on closing the borders and like mm. keeping the, this place virus free. And I mean, they did a really good job on that. So they've been able to harvest the fruit of it as well, you know, of their quick action. So, yeah. And that's so refreshing to hear. But as I said, if you look at the, at the people, I can't say too much about, you know, the, the country altogether. But if you look at the people, if you look at the, the Tongans, they're just doing, doing well, say. That's what's up. Yeah. Do you know any, uh, though this is just a personal question for me, do you know anyone that sells gava out there that they can uh, sell? <laughs> <laughs> I know several people. Yeah, I know several people. <laughs> I mean... After Nice. The Vabau one is, is the better one, I would say. But that's just, you know, me being a Tahina Vabau. Oh, we we always hear that, that here. Yeah. We hear that here, too, in the States. So, yeah. But yeah, for sure. Is there anything that you need from us? Because um, I live about four hours from San Francisco, which is where most of our people here on the West Coast, they send their pujas to Tonga. And we just sent one to, um, to one of my mom's sisters. We sent uh, a puja to... Uh, where is it? Um, uh, Fuomotu to that area oh. near the airport. So if you if you need utensils or kitchen tools, Jake got you, man. Like we can we can hook you up. We can all look a look together and send you a puha, real, whatever you need. Um, that could be a TikTok, be a nice. care package, you know? Yes. Yeah. Did you see my other my other package video? Oh, I didn't see that one yet. I haven't seen that no. one yet. The last one I watched was the the Tongans asking to put your dog in the umu one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's always. It's every time I go out with my dog, it will be like, oh wait, not go out, Pito. Don't look at my dog like that. Oh, I mean, for perfect for the umu. I'm like, get away. 
for those of for those of you don't for those of you don't know knuckle means like really fatty right the dog has a lot of mm. fat and meat on his the bones. best part the best yeah. part yeah no always always comments about him being knuckle so no <laughs> but yeah yeah let us for know for sure if you if you want to you have my contacts Yes, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. But there's definitely things, you know, that you can't really get here, like vegan stuff that yeah. you know, I've been missing, but yeah, I don't wait. know how easy that would be too. Wait, so are you a fan of Vegemite? Do you like Vegemite? Uh, there's actually Vegemite around here. I have, I just got Marmite from my um, my boss the other day because she's like, you need more iron. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> so she gave me, a, I think, a Marmite, a Vegemite. I have that as well. That is I'm, an acquired taste. I'm gonna tell y'all right now. Vegemite, Marmite, yeah. man. And just on toast, I don't get it. Like I can't. Ooh. It's I think be you just have me. to. You need to have like a, a thin layer, right? You can't just slap that on there. I I like it though. Like yesterday, I had just a can of chickpeas and a big spoonful of Marmite, and I just mixed that up and I get that, and it's good. Like you just, I think you just have to get have to get used to it. You know. With most things, I definitely got to get used to it. I don't know how you do it now as a vegan and having kiki all over you, like all over the place, <laughs> and not being tempted to eat it. But more power to you. It's as I said, it's been so long since I've eaten any animal products and meat, so I don't really, it's not really a big thing. You know, I just came, I just came from one of the other restaurants in town, and they actually have a full vegan menu. So I just had wow. like this mushroom lasagna with like um, green beans. And so it was so young, you know, so there's a lot of options around here. I think people don't really know that there is. And mm-hmm. lately, I feel like people, you know, you'll see people running on the down by the waterfront, you know, people are getting into. Sorry. People are really getting into, you know, healthier lifestyle and eating healthier, exercising. I know the government, for example, they have exercise programs where um, they have like exercises every week. I don't know if it's like twice a week or whatever. But if you don't go to the exercise, they actually take money from you, like from your pay. They deduct, I think it's five pounds from your paycheck if you don't go to the exercise, which I think is pretty cool, you know, to encourage people to be healthy, you know, because if you are healthy, if you eat healthy, you exercise, you're also going to be more productive at work, right? So, you know, okay. I think it's pretty cool that they're doing that. And especially uh, is suffering a lot from, you know, um, NCDs, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of, um, you know, high blood pressure and heart problems and um like overweight and things like that i think it's good that they're promoting and kind of really stepping into doing changes you know uh getting the word out there the radio here like radio nukalofo for instance they did a program with me and they're still doing it um pacific food revolution and i did a couple of was it three three shows with them like trying to show like help easy healthy and vegan um food options like breakfast Mm. lunch and dinner that you can make and um so you know it's cool to see that that is that is happening especially you know 
I've only been here five years, but I can see a big difference in in the mindset of people here, like when it comes to um, this whole thing, you know, with eat, living a healthier lifestyle, you know, Man, that's starting awesome. with food and exercise. Yeah. I think I've seen one of those episodes and it looked, it was delicious. I mean, it was just simple ingredients you normally would everyday cook, but add a little mm. twist to it, man, that looked, that looked really good. Really, really good. Yeah, it was, it was fun. As I said, they, they keep on doing that Pacific food revolution. And I know the, the Royals as well, like, uh, they're pushing that too, pushing that too. And I think it's cool. I think it's really cool to see like, um, not only that, like I've had, I have friends as well that are, you know, uh, they're working with, you know, against domestic um, abuse and like empowering women and like young leaders and like there's so many cool things that are going on here and especially moving down from Vavau down to Tamatapu, I see that a lot. Like there's so many really really cool people, um, you know. Um, young leaders and um that are doing so much good for for this country right now and i definitely think if you as i said for me living up from about i didn't really see that a lot but coming down here to Tamatapu, you can see that there's there's a lot of good and cool things happening in in tonga right now and i think we'll just see more and more and more of the tongan people going out to the world and doing big difference you know so heck yeah yeah that's what's up it's it's cool especially if you have you know as i said tongans are very proud people it's you're proud of your country you're proud of your people you know and the more support you have you know from your community and if they keep on supporting you in what you do you know reach the stars so yeah that's awesome. Keep it up. Are you still working with them? Are you still working with other initiatives out there? I don't really have that much time to do that because I'm working a lot. But there's there's things and there's things I want to I want to do. It's just a matter of getting the time to do it, which is you know, at the moment my focus is on the food, and I think and I think by doing the TikToks that I do as well, you know, I have people always asking, you know, how healthier or like how can I what can I do to how can I cook this or you know how should I think and I think for me using my platform in that way as well is you know the more I do those sort of things as well um I don't know (laughs) I don't know what to say yeah but for me what I have time with now is you know the restaurant and make like making tiktoks and if there's other thing like other people that want to do things, I you know I would be keen to do it. I just don't know if I would have the time, like the energy to do it. Because as I said, it's also important for me to have my own downtime, to just be at home with my animals and you know those sort of things. Recharge my battery. <laughs> definitely, you definitely need to take some time for yourself. Yeah, everyone's go 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 go, but you know if you don't take mm. care of yourself, it's it just comes for not sometimes exactly but yeah uh you know we're all about information on this on this podcast and we hope everyone's gotten some value from it from hearing a little bit about from uh from hearing from andrea suna um and geez just 
what a pleasure it is to have you on our show. We hope you've enjoyed being on our show. Um, is there anything else that you would like to mention or talk about that we might have missed? Hmm. I had just one other question. Okay. I just have one. Okay. What was it like cooking for Her Royal Majesty, the Princess, Princess uh, Beloved? What was that like? What was that experience like? Well, I've done it a couple of times actually, um, and she's just she's she's so down to earth. She's such a nice she's such a nice person, and um, so it's it's not you know difficult in any way. And as I said, I've been doing a lot of work for like the embassies and stuff here, and she usually comes and I think she does a really good job at like inspiring the the community. She was the first one who got the COVID shot, for instance, and. Mm -hmm um yeah but obviously you know in the beginning it was like oh my god i'm cooking for the princess and now it's like mm. you know once once a week or um every second week we like we did a takeaway for her the other day you know she'll she'll come and get food from the restaurant and stuff so um but yeah no it's it's cool and she said during that degustation she was like this is something that i think the king would like as well and that is something that would be cool if i get to cook for the, the wow like, that would be really really nice <laughs> i would love doing that so we'll see that would be dope i mean you have so many talents that we're just learning of your uh your videos your talents with so many things right but then to add this to your chef resume your, your chef resume that would be something cook me that made meals right made meals for the royalty sheesh come <laughs> on now deal. that's I'm huge for the tongue and royal since yeah no i'm it's it's cool but as i said like i feel like the the royal serves they're very they're very humble really like down to earth and very polite and yeah so it's it's not really a nervous a big thing the only thing i'm thinking about you know if when I go and serve or when I go and talk to them, I was thinking, I hope I don't do anything that is like disrespectful. Because <laughs> um, there's so many layers of this culture that is for me still, you know, I feel like every every day, every week, I always discover something new, you know, okay, so this is how it is. But as I said, so I think you really just have to grow up in it in order to fully understand it. Like it doesn't matter how long You've been all here, really. You just... All the nonverbal cues, huh? Like the raised yes. eyebrows, you know? There's all these little things that you, <laughs> once you're around it, you'll recognize what it means. But it doesn't mean the same thing over in, you know, how I was raised, but it means something different in uh, <laughs> over there in Tonga. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I said, it's more like the cultural, I would say more the respect thing for me that is, I'm just discovering new things about that all the time and like how, how these sort of things work because it's, as I said, it's very, you know, you have to also know the relationships between people, you know, mm. that's also a very important part in it, like who's related to who. And if you haven't grown up, you know, in it, it's difficult. It's, it's very difficult to know. Um, but yeah. Well, how can people find you? Um, I know we definitely know where, where you, to find you, but how can others find you? How could they watch your videos? Where, where can people find you? Well, I have my 
the social media I'm most active on, I would say, is I don't post a lot on Instagram, but I have Instagram, and that's uh, Vegandrea. So vegan Drea, like vegan and Andrea put together. So V E G A N D R E A, um, and that's my Instagram name. And I do, I'm very active on the stories there. I don't post a lot, but I daily update the stories and like you know put up part snippets of my life with my animals and and um otherwise I post very actively or I try to post uh on TikTok which is the same Vig Andrea but with another A at, a the, at end. the end. So there's two A's at the end. Um just because the nickname I wanted was already taken. So um and yeah the, other than that as I said I think Instagram is probably the the one that is the easiest like to get in touch with me or get in contact with me because yeah that's where I I do most of my talking with people sweet awesome um shoot I don't I didn't have any other questions and uh did any of you guys have any other questions for Andrea I mean, she did a great job of uh, explaining her experience out there, for sure. Yeah, man, definitely. We and you know, maybe next year when when maybe when the borders open up, we'd just like to have you back on just to talk a little bit about that experience, having seen people come back to the island and and being a little bit you know with your work and seeing what's going on there. If you wouldn't mind coming back on, we'd love to have you back. Yeah, but then we're doing a live thing, right? When you guys are all here. Yeah. <laughs> you I'll be live on the island, no? Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be really dope. And then let us know again. So and then uh so let us know um where to send the puja to or uh our, you know, whatever from here on our side. We can gather some things up and send it for you guys. You so have, you said you have a TikTok as well, right? Yeah, but we don't ever use it. We just created it so we could have it. But we'll oh. probably put this on there. Probably this just a little, make a teaser clip and put it on our as our very first post. We just created. You should. So yeah. Yeah, you should definitely because as I said, like I feel especially here in Tonga, everyone has TikTok. Like everyone, oh. it is so popular here. Wow. You know, people. Yeah, people yeah that's all you see is. Well, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I would go to the. I would go to the 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 Kava club in like I don't know Mangia somewhere you know a small village somewhere and everyone would be like sitting there watching TikToks and you know watching they said they've seen my TikToks like it it is such a huge app I would say in the on the island here and and I think in all of the you know Pacific countries um, so definitely if you want to push your program like. I think you would definitely TikTok is a really good uh, way to do it. So. Right on. Do you do you like walk down the street and then you just see people like <laughs> doing t- I do. <laughs> you see, yes, she does. <laughs> yes, you'll see people dancing, doing the little TikTok dances. Like it is, you'll drive on the it street. Blows my see, mind. You know, yeah, you see this tiny little house and there's a little girl there putting up like the. Um, you can see she has a phone like stacked on this, I don't know, inside the uh, 
the breadfruit tree or whatever and just sitting there and just doing the <laughs> you know and you'll see the girls after school in their uniform you know standing outside of school and doing it and then they see someone is watching and they'll start laughing and you know running away and say, yeah so like everyone funny. everyone is using it and you'll see the you know even the old ladies on their phone watching me? it like it's old ladies um using it as well and you know i think everyone just has tiktok dude like everyone uses tiktok so do they um you, do you see snapchat a lot out there do a lot of people get on snapchat i don't think so i don't have snapchat like i've i have a but i, I have one but i haven't used it in years so i don't think people mm-hmm. really people so, yeah. don't really use it that much i would say the, what they use the most is i think messenger and TikTok, yeah messenger really. facebook messenger man that yep mm. people be calling each and other TikTok. on facebook Messenger. yeah and tiktok yep <laughs> so I think that's a, but honestly i don't know because i don't have snapchat myself so there might be there might be right on. wait so who cooks for you after your you're done cooking for everybody like do you have your own do you have your own personal chef or <laughs> i wish my <laughs> colleague was like my colleague was like you should um you should try me. to teach your dog how to cook for you because <laughs> i come home maybe around you know 11 30 or 12 at night from work and usually when i work i don't eat mm. or i'm really bad at eating so it's like i come home and i have to cook for myself and yeah i sometimes i eat really bad food but i've tried lately bought a lot of like fresh vegetables and do like a veggie stir fry or something and i can feel my mood changes like depending on what i eat obviously if i just eat the ipunotolo you know i won't have energy for very long and get tired at work but if if i get a lot more veggies and greens in my diet i I feel like i i'm happier and i feel like i have a lot more energy so i would need someone my dog or something teach him how to cook for me so i don't have to do it myself (laughs) (laughs) well i know someone from uh, wilmington north carolina that's a really good cook and when he sells all his land he could you guys can exchange recipes (laughs) (laughs) well vegan food as well yeah i'm gonna have to learn i'll I'll have to learn that (laughs) right Right on yeah we're gonna look a look and we'll send you a, a package whatever you like like vegan food from out here from the states there's some good stuff out that east east coast they have uh maybe hopefully if i get there in time for uh for christmas hopefully because you know these boats be taking forever because <laughs> they're sending it on the boats yeah yeah sending it on the boats mm-hmm. but i do have an airline discount i work for american airlines uh, i start um this coming monday is my first day but we get uh you know FedEx. Do they have they have FedEx down there in Tontapu, right? They have FedEx. Or is it DHL? Or DHL? Yeah, DHL. We get mad discounts. Whoa. Yeah. So we can intercept it through the air. Yeah, yeah let's. Is that? That would be great. I think mostly it's like vitamins. I think that you can't really get here some stuff. Like. Yeah, let us know. Um, and like dog treats. <laughs> Yeah, I just I just spoil my animals, you know. So that's definitely something that I've been been getting in like vitamins for my animals because I just mm. want them to be healthy. And you can't really buy like good 
you can buy dog food here, but it's like so expensive. So I just make my own and I like to put, you know, some extra, oh, dang. Some extra vitamins in there because it's like, yeah, important for me that they, they get everything they need. <laughs> yeah, man. They are, they are furry people, man. Our little furry people. Mm. That's right. Yeah, we know, we know the deal. Yeah. yeah so let us know on that. Let us know what, I mean, <laughs> seriously, just, Give us a list and give us a list. Yep. And we'll uh, <laughs> do our best. This is our way of saying thank you for being on our show. Thank yes. you for coming on. And um, it'll be hopefully it'll be a good Christmas present for you and your little fairies, little fairy animals. Mm-hmm. I love that. But yeah, let me know when the show's out and I'll do a little TikTok video for you guys and I post actually, it on, on my Instagram as well. So, yep. And I'm going to stop recording now so I can start downloading editing yeah sorry editing. sweet i'm gonna go home again right. take my little bike back home we want rain and uh yeah it was really nice nice chatting with you guys thank you likewise and once again my Much name is Notice. that was jake and tonga leave us that list we'll get you some soon more content for both of us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll just talk, I guess, on, on Instagram. Yeah. Sounds so good. we 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 all use that Instagram. We all have access to it. So everyone's oh we all, we all message on there. But I messaged you, but we all read it. Um oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah, send us that list, please. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh well, have a good have a good rest of your day. You too. Malo Pito. Malo Pito. Malo Pito. Bye. 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 Bye.